You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, just before we uh, start the podcast, we were just having a discussion. I said, you said to me that you would rather drink the can of beer that's on your table than water any day. Yes. And I said, but beer's bad for you. And you said... <laughs> it's light. It's, it's Miller Light. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah. So, if it, so if it's light, it's good for you. It's diet I beer. didn't say it was good for you. I said... All I said was it's not... <laughs> <laughs> so Miller Light, the diet beer. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't let people think I have horrible to- choice. Tell them why we have Miller Lite. Because my mother comes. She always brings... Here's my mother walking up the stairs, like the deck stairs when she comes in. She's got like a six-pack hanging on her hand and usually like her computer or something in her other arm or something other thing we need to look at. She brought four Miller Lights hanging off of a six-pack ring and they were in the fridge. Are you saying your mother's an alcoholic? <laughs> no. Okay, so let's just say she that, likes diet beer. Let's just say that after the show isn't brought to you under the influence <laughs> of alcohol. No, because I don't drink, and I just opened it. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not drunk. No, and we're yeah, okay. this is indignation. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> this is uh, if you well, it's after the show, and it's episode number thirty-four. We're, we're getting there, number thirty-four. Getting there? Where? What do you have a goal? We're getting we're getting towards thirty-five. Correct. Okay, so it's uh, Sunday. Some of us are well past thirty-five. Sunday, September the 7th. I can't say it. 7th. 7th. Who's been drinking beer? (laughs) And the movie this week is Baby Mama. It's a 2008 release. It's released on Blu-ray and DVD this Tuesday, September the 9th. It's from our friends at Universal. And it's it's your turn to say what it's about. Okay, so it's about... First thing I'm going to say is, though, tomorrow's my mother's birthday. Happy birthday to her. And the next day is my niece's birthday. Happy birthday to her. And your mother's your mama, so... Yeah, yeah, she's my baby. She's me as the baby. My baby mama. So there's the... (laughs) The connection. Yes. Baby Mama is a modern tale. It's a a different twist on some very, very, very used themes. Woman is... It's kind of like Baby Boomer. You know the movie? Never From seen the it. late eighties, early nineties, I believe. I think it was early nineties. Um, with Diane Keaton, sort of the modernized version of that. A, a, a career woman, thirty-seven years old, wants to have a baby. Eventually, gets to the surrogate mother as a solution, and of course, there's some drama there. And in the because she's told she can't have children, and then of course, there's a bit of love interest and. On wacky comedy along the way. A little bit of wacky comedy, but not too much, and we'll talk about that as we get to the story. But basically, it's just a story about, hmm, how do you pinpoint it? I just think it's a modern story of an aging woman wanting to have a baby. When she gets older, I don't know. I seem to feel like uh, I've seen it before somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, you've seen Baby Boomer. I'm sure you've seen it. With Diane Keaton, where she's a businesswoman, and then someone dies in her family, and she goes and picks up... She gets this little kid to take care of, and, you know, she's like a corporate woman. She fumbles around with the bottles and stuff. There's not not any of that, necessarily, but it's a modern take on that, you know? So, um, moving on to the movie, would you think this is a romantic comedy? Because it's not really romantic, is it? Just a comedy. No, it's a new. It's another new genre. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, it's not comedy? new, is it? It's a, I think it's just straight up comedy. Yeah, it's a straight up comedy. Similar yeah. in similar to something like Knocked Up, but maybe not as wacky as that is. 
Correct. I don't think I don't remember Knocked Up as being that wacky, but fairly in parts. It's comedy. What do you want? Stoners and you know. It's I'm, not, t- I'm that's saying not wacky. this one's quite. I think of like also the, also this one's like a PG style. You know, anybody can yeah. see this one. It's, it never ventures into anything. No, rude no. Or crude. There's no language. You know, apart from when she says she feels like she's shitting a knife. Correct. <laughs> Which was a funny line. <laughs> So it stars. Let me get these ladies' names just before. They're right there. It stars um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, who are two Saturday Night Live actresses, comedian, comedians, comedy. What, what female comedians? I don't know what they call themselves anymore. Those those professional women. Comedy no, womanesses. <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. Because um, anyway. everybody's an actor now, so wouldn't everyone just be a comedian now? Maybe. Even women are. Called actors. So it, it's a kind of a vehicle for these two, I, I imagine. Or, or like it came off the back of Saturday Night Live. That sounds very sinister. Sinister? Yeah, it's not a be- It's just a movie, isn't it? Well, They're actresses. No, because it, it's got a lot of Saturday Night Live people. Lauren Michaels and, is a producer. Yeah, and one of, and written the the director wrote Saturday Night Live episodes and things like that. So what I'm saying is, it came from it's a it's a baby of Saturday Night Live. I think I have to disagree because to me, Saturday at the Roxbury, that. Now that was is a, a good movie. That is a child of Saturday Night, Night Live. Um, the one with. That was Friday the, at the Roxbury, wasn't it? Whatever. Obviously, I didn't see it, but it, that is a direct baby of Saturday Night Live. To me, this is just. They have to be two funny chicks, and these aren't characters from the show or anything like that that I'm aware of. I don't watch the show, so. And I there's no. I, I think if you'd never seen. I've never seen them on Saturday Night Live. I think they stand fine on their own as, you know, comedy performers. And it's also, we go into the cast later, but just to, talking about them, it's, uh, this one it, um, also features performances by several comedy people who you'll know, mm-hmm. or other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, such as, well, we'll go into Yeah. Um, so, what have you got to say? What do you think of this movie? <laughs> your, your. Is this the conclusion already? No, this is the movie. Oh. We always talk about the movie, right? Yeah. I re- I, first, let me talk about my reaction. Oh, let me, let me. You said what let, we're going to say. Let me, yeah, let me say that. Yeah. I, last week, I, you, I said, I was getting the movie together. Changing the marquee. And I was. Over the stairs. I was getting the movie details together, and you came up to my desk, and I had the Blu-ray disc of baby mama on the desk and you picked it up and you looked at it really weirdly and you said can we not just review an old movie <laughs> and i went what do you mean and you always tell me not to judge things before i see them because you do it all the time um and i, I think i actually made this sound even Ugh. yeah and me personally i don't know anything about it i just go into it watch it no that is not true at all you judge movies just like that all the time no no <laughs> not i this only one. judge movies not this one i wouldn't go and all right let's put it this way I'm not going to go and see a disaster movie this weekend. Because? Because it's a disaster, probably. Oh, and that's not judging a movie before you've seen it. I just... All right. You've watched some like it, I know. Some epic movie. I've watched epic like movie, and I've watched date movie. That was enough for me. Don't need to see anymore. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of what I consider just horrible, ignorant, like, kind of... Ugh, comedies that are trendy or whatever that I don't like, and that's what I thought this was going to be. So, I watched it though; I didn't refuse. Okay, I'm, I'm, so and my... now to follow up on that, I really liked it. So I admit I was wrong. Did you? What did you like about it? Did you like? Um... I like them particularly. 
Yeah. I mean, the story is kind of, you know, retreaded and given a modern Hollywood-ish. twist. Hollywoodish. Yeah, because you've got the woman going to uh, uh, the new sperm age. bank and, yeah, mm-hmm. finding a new way to have a baby, which is fine and that's reality. People do it. It's just that... And she happens to work for a new age company. Yeah, she that's works for kind the, of a fake new age like company. Like a Whole Foods kind of company, you know, and... Um, I don't know. I think it particularly was just them. I mean, I really like Greg Kinnear, who's in it, which we'll talk about. I really like the two women who do the parts, although I did joke, say, the idea is here that the the main woman is 37, so she's getting kind of older, and she wants to have a kid now, and then she hires this company, and they bring her the blonde woman, which I forget her name. Which Amy one is Pola. she? Okay. Amy. That... <laughs> They never say how old she's supposed to be, no. but you're assuming she's old, young, 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 right? She's not young. They're Come both on. the same age. I think. I think so. Yeah. So the whole time I'm thinking, just like a 37 year old, it doesn't having really like a 35 year old woman have her baby for. So yeah, exactly. it doesn't matter. And the the surrogate mother is kind of supposed to be white, trashy, and she's married to the guy from Punked. And <laughs> yeah, I didn't find her to be that white, trashy. No, it was a bit piled on, wasn't it? That yes, it was a little bit piled on, and. She wasn't quite She was she was portrayed as being kind of smart and that she does have a future and she does have her head on straight. It's just that what she's unfortunate enough to live well, I don't even know. It her character isn't fully rounded one way or the other, I didn't think. The surrogate woman, the No, I mean I didn't believe that she was trashy. Exactly. I mean, from this obviously the second they rolled up, the the first time you see her and a and her boyfriend they roll up in a trashy 4 by 4 kind of cheapy, crappy vehicle with music blaring. And she gets out and she's kind of dressed like Fergie. Like with the with the funny belt and the tight pants. Yeah, and that. tight it's very, pants. It's kind of trendy, but not. It's a bit tacky. What do you call them in England? A chav. chav. Like yeah. a chav, yeah. Well, yeah. Like poor people. Or, they like, tri- no, they're poor, not even poor. Because no. we saw their apartment and it was like a normal apartment. Yeah, but kind of like lower, kind of scrubberish who are trying to act a bit above their stature. Yeah, and um, that still didn't come off. But it right. doesn't. No, as soon as she, as soon as you kind of meet her, then, and you don't see her with a boyfriend and with the scrubber car, and she's, you kind of forget that she's yeah. that. So yeah, that. Part and she's didn't not work. dumb, and she's not like incompetent. No, she's, she's not, not any a, of that. It's kind of at first you think, oh, she's going to be a dumb blonde like Dizzy, but she's not even. No, that, no. So that's. I mean, I didn't mind that. I'm just saying. I noticed that it wasn't. It's like they didn't want to make her out to be too much of an idiot or whatever, because then, as the story comes around, you get the conclusion. You don't want her to be like a hapless idiot. To you know. Yeah, because you know. there is some drama. Yeah. There. And the. But fun- I really enjoyed them both. Yeah, I did, and I really like the. Um, the other lady, Tina Fey. I really like her. I'd, I'd like I to see too. her in other stuff. Oh, totally. I would like to see her in drama. She's kind of... Um, she's got a presence about... Like a charm. Like on the screen. She re- really works good on Yeah, her. but not... Um... And because you don't know her as much. Like, you've seen... Um, you know, other actresses in romantic comedies a billion times do the thing. Whereas, you're not familiar with this lady. So, when she... You know, it's more interesting than watching... I'm thinking, like, Renee Zellweger again. Like yeah. if she was in this. Because when you're watching Renee Zellweger or you know you're watching do. Um, Meg Ryan or you're watching someone like that, it's like you may not realize it in the front of your mind, but you're just watching Meg Renee Ryan. Zellweger, yeah. yeah, and this woman I had never seen. Because you anything. don't really know. I mean, I've seen her on Saturday Night Live doing the reading the news part. 
that's all I've ever seen her doing. Right. And I always liked her. And I don't really like Sadie Live. But if I skipping through the channels and I see her doing that, I always watch it because it's funny, you know. Oh, that's very good timing. What? <laughs> you just randomly She must be channels. on a lot because I've flicked through a lot and seen her. Are you, you're probably finding on Comedy Central. Yeah, then. yeah. Right. On the reruns. I thought you stuff. meant like at Saturday Night Live, between 10.30 no. p.m. and midnight, you happen to turn on... Saturday, Saturday, Saturday night recorded at a previous date. I watch it. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I've seen her a lot of times. So she's she she must be kind of a big deal in there. But um, I enjoy the whole of the story. I really did. I thought it was. I did. It's really formulaic, well. sort of. Though I mean, it was virgin on. Oh, you know when you're kind of watching it and going, oh, okay, okay. Yes. It was virgin on that at the yes, beginning. Totally. I thought at the beginning when it was like. Oh, okay, she works for this, and she's got a nice apartment, and it's very movie-ish, yep. you know? But I think it turned into something a bit different as it went on. Different enough so that the underlying formula, which is absolutely there, and that you know... As, you can feel... You the, might find a couple of surprises, but I think when you've watched as many movies as we have, or I have, you predict a few things that you don't want to, it just happens. But because it's her and I really enjoyed her and I enjoyed the the dialogue is pretty good and it's not just it's not very shallow I like that about it I don't know how to describe it but I really like the yeah put it this way we watched um the crappy Vegas one with Cameron Diaz oh good example yeah Ugh. Cameron what's some blame it on Vegas or what I can't even remember we watched that the what other day what happens in Vegas what happens in Vegas we watched it it's um Cameron Diaz and uh, Demi Moore's husband. Would you like to tell people that we watched that for no reason? We didn't write it, watch it for a review. No, we, we just didn't watch it, it because we thought it was anyway, good. We just had it in the living room and we watched anyway, it. Anyway, if there was a movie to recommend, it wouldn't be that one. <laughs> Ever. I, I, I don't even recommend watching it if it's free and it's right in front of you. Don't watch it. <laughs> oh, dear. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? It was so bad. So had Gigli in one hand and... No, I actually like Giggly. <laughs> Why did I say I, that? I That's do. like one of those things. I don't even know. Uh, okay, like moving off topic. off topic. I don't even know why people thought Geely was bad because it actually wasn't bad at all. Like it was. Well, it's not great, but it's not. No, it was just. It was just middle of the road. This way worse. Oh yes. I mean, it I just happens feel, in Vegas. Yeah, it happens horrible. in Vegas. I just feel that, like the people who saw Geely and said it was really bad and killed it in the press and stuff. They kind of watch many movies. Or it was just one of those horrible political things where they wanted to... I think it was bandwagon. Somebody came out and hated it and then everybody else jumped on it. They wanted to kick the Affleck and what's-her-face down in the dirt. I didn't. It's not my recommendation of the week, lets me say that, but it's not as bad as... No, no, no. 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 It's one of those ones where I was like... I watched it knowing that everybody said it was bad as well because we watched it a lot later. Yeah. And then just kept thinking to myself, well, what's so bad yeah, about where's it? The ba- where's, where's the bad part? Yeah, it's like, it's not that, in- it's not that interesting. And it's yeah, trying it's- to be a few different things. Like, yes. I-, I seem to remember I- I- a bit of a vibe of Pulp Fiction or something in some parts. And it just was trying... Ooh, was- that's pretty lofty. Well, you know, it, had a vi- it was like whoever did it was trying to be like a bit of... Kind of heisty, kind of sexy, yeah. kind of new agey, all that mixed together. Yeah. But this movie is completely different from that. Yes. However... <laughs> anyway, yeah, what I was saying is this movie and the Happens in Vegas movie, which is another comedy that's popular at the moment. This one, it's hard to quantify what's better about this one. Because they're still very, you know, they're very similar. They're mm-hmm. 
quite heavy-handed plots because it's very, like I say, Hollywoodish. It's just spelled out right there. But there's now, something. Uh, you I know wanna, what? Oh, go ahead. I just want to mention one thing about Baby Mama. Whoever edited it, I thought was it was bad. Like uh, there was, it was obvious to me that a lot of the scenes were improvised, or they let the two women improvise. And when it was edited, some scenes like they were looking at each other and they say something. And then, you know, like the camera cuts to another angle. Like, it just looked like that was another time. or it was There was a lot of that. I kept oh, I didn't notice that. I, I was really jarring to me. I was like... And it was mainly when she came up with, like, a one-liner or they did a funny thing together where she was, like, spitting the carrots out. Or, and then it, it was obvious they'd done, like, ten different versions of that and then they were chopping to something else. But uh, you might notice if you watched it again. Yeah, might. To me, bet. it was a bit jarring. I was like... Is that the, the it's the editing, isn't it? Because like yeah, but some of those scenes were exactly supposed to be that way because it was yeah, like but a it repeat. wasn't that. Right. I know what you mean. It wasn't. Yeah, but I would have noticed it if it was wrong. I have a good eye for that. Kind I of noticed thing. it, but yeah, I just what I meant, <laughs> off topic. Editing was a bit. But there again, if you've only got certain material to work with, you can only stick it together a certain way, I guess. Yeah. If there's a billion ad libs, you know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think all I can all I can say is I thought it was a lot of fun, and the different. You said what makes a one movie? We've talked about this. The intangible things about movies that make you fall in love with one, or make you just be like. But you're not like, going to fall in love with this one. No, no, no. I'm just saying, trying trying to find tag a uh, something to it that makes it good. Like when we, when we watched. Um, the Vegas one, right? You said, what do you think? And I said, do you remember the conversation? A long time ago, you asked me this question. Um, give me a list of movies that, like, you wish you'd never seen. Like, you could take it back. Like, just so bad. And I think I said... Battlefield Earth was one of mine. Yeah. Like, I said, someone at work often says, I'll never get that two hours back. And that's kind of how I felt. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Pardon my language. But it was like... It was I mean, bad. it was comfortable. We were comfy on the couch, having a cup of tea. It was fine, you know. It was bad. It was. Yeah. But this one, I enjoyed fun. enough that I would tell certain people that I know, yes, it's funny, it's fun, definitely. I would recommend it to people, and that, I don't know how, I don't know what the difference is. No, I, to me, I think it 100% boils down to the people who are in it. I actually oh, liked totally. everybody. I did too. Everybody. Um, and we've not, we'll not mention everybody here, but there's people in here you wouldn't expect to be in. The people popping up, and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, well, I'll mention Like Steve Martin. And Greg Kinnear. Oh, right. I was like, oh, Greg Kinnear's in it, and Steve Martin's in it. I didn't even expect those people in it. I didn't know who was in it. I just knew these two were. Right. You know? So there are some surprises there. Lauren Michaels got some pull, I believe. Yeah. He's the uh, creator of Saturday Night Live, right? Or the... I believe so, yeah. The puppet master. Yeah, so... Overall, me, um, before we go into the cast, like, I, I'm i not a mega fan of these kind of comedies, really. I've seen enough of them in my time. Um, but yeah, I say, this one isn't a romantic comedy. It does have a slight little romance thing, but it's not really romantic. In fact, I really, one of my favourites is Knocked Up. I, I mentioned um, earlier that... And 40-Year-Old Virgin, you really like that one? I really like both of those. Um, Knocked Up was... See, when I went into watching Knocked Up, I was expecting one thing. And when it finished, it was something else. So that's what I liked about that one. Because it wasn't... It changed. You know, And that could be one of those things. Like this movie, I expected it to be 
just over the top, trying to... I think I still had the Vegas one in my mind with these sort of, like, young people and they want to slap a movie together to cash in on who they are and sort of, like, modern trendy things. And it's got a hint of that, but it's done well. And so by the end of... by the, Well, not even the end. I'm going to say in the first half hour, I was suddenly like, okay, I actually like this. It's fine. And that made it even better. And what I was expecting this one to be was like something like a, a Devil Wears Prada, you know, that kind of thing. And in a way, it kind of is. It's that... See, I wasn't a big fan of that. No, me neither. Not a lot. Why I mean, do people think that was so fantastic? I don't know. Did it get nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, I believe something. it did, yeah. But I mean, that's one of those weird examples of Gigli gets kicked in the ass by people. For, Devil Wears Prada and that was... One's... I mean, the Devil Wears Prada wasn't bad. But it was really formulaic and Hollywoody. It reminded me of Coyote Ugly. Um, I'm not kidding. I'm not. No. I'm not saying it was that bad. I'm saying the girl goes to city make to make it good. She's on her own. There's something wrong. You know, like See, I like Anne Hathaway. I thought she mm-hmm. was good. she was the best part about that Devil Wears Prada. But um, what's she called? The lady, the Meryl Streep. Yeah. Now she, they were all raving about her, but I wasn't impressed. <laughs> But well, that's Devil Wears Prada and this is Baby Mom. We're such rebels. <laughs> um, we love Gigli and we don't like Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, exactly. And Baby Mama, we like it. Yeah, like it. I mean, I'm a, it's above average for me. It's not a fantastic, spectacular, like, oh my God, I'll watch this, watch this over and over. But if it were to come on cable and it's on and I sit down and I'm doing some, I will watch it again. Now, would you, that's another measure for me. Would you like, call it a chick flick? I think it seems pretty heavy in the woman, yeah. Yeah, I do too. And I'm a, I'm a man and enjoyed it, though. <laughs> um, there's enough... Well, you know, I'm, maybe I'm an older maybe man. Maybe you've been brainwashed. Okay, let me just say this. A 20-year-old man might not find it that f- interesting. Because it's, it's more about... It's like a middle-age kind of movie, isn't it? Yes, it is, actually. Well, it's a 37-year-old woman. Yeah, yeah that's baby. what I'm saying. So a 20-year-old... I can think of some 30 men your age who wouldn't like it either. Let's be honest. Well, the ones who like Rambo and stuff, and that's about it. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. Men who just, you know, there's just... But I enjoyed it because I see it as what it is. And there are some funny moments for even men to laugh at. Because there are some funny moments. And let me just say a funny moment (laughs) is the... um, I'll just say this scene. Well, there's a... She... The lady is getting stuff installed in the house to... So, you know, when the kid arrives, it will get her... What do you call it? Baby safe stuff, yeah. So there's one gadget that keeps the toilet... Um, seat closed so your baby I guess doesn't fall in the yes. toilet right or play in the toilet so the the girl who's the surrogate mother girl is <laughs> like trying to get it off the toilet because she can't figure it out and then she's like has a piss in the sink but she's fully it's in the in sink it's in a funny <laughs> it's not like from Big Love where the father is just standing in the kitchen pissing on the dishes which is like gross enough no, she's just fully in the sink having a piss. <laughs> like all curled up. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, and she just walks The is broken. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, you know. And, and they also, the she put the things on so you can't slam the doors in the apartment. Right. So all the doors keep opening all the time. <laughs> so when she shuts the door to go to the toilet, it just opens and there she's trying to go to the toilet. No. You yeah. would find that funny because you hate having the toilet or open. Exactly. <laughs> the toilet is a uh, godly place where you should be on your own. <laughs> but, oh dear. Um, so, yeah... It, you know, as a middle-aged man, I still find it funny. But yeah, I don't think a twenty-year-old, ki- a twenty-year-old boy, a man, would be into know. it. I really I don't, don't think you should say. See, now you're judging people instead of movies. Well, I in, ge- in general, I don't. I think if you if you if you're a kid who likes to go and see Tropic Thunder, 
and Pineapple Express and the ruins. Forty-year-old virgin and knocked up. I don't think this one is in the same. It's oh, I don't think knocked up. I don't think knocked up could be put in the young guy category. Mm, I think it's a- in a way. No, it's kind of a bit of both actually. That's what I was saying to you about knocked up being a kind of an anomaly because it's like on one hand it starts off as something and on the other hand it kind of in the middle and the end like grandma's ends boy else. grandma's boy's got some of that weird combination too like old ladies and the middle mm. a- the aging grandson and the video gamers and you know so but yeah it's uh there's an audience for this though and a big audience i think mm. but yeah chick flick i will say this i just a personal note that not going to be having children and then seeing this woman this age and looking at all the little babies, I was like, oh, that would be nice, but not going to happen. <laughs> and, wh- and why is that? I don't have the parts. I don't even have a T-shaped uterus. Yeah. yeah. You, you <laughs> Did lost, you forget? You lost your lips. I lost them. One day I got home from work and I just left it somewhere. There's something and... weird under the bed, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's still, I still can, no, no, that's not. It was removed surgically by a doctor. So let, let's move on to the cast. Um, <laughs> so we got Amy Poehler as Angie Ostrowski. How was the second Ostrowski. Whatever, yeah. Um, we mentioned her early, earlier. Amy Poehler's See, the blonde. See, I call her the brunette Amy and the Poehler's other one the is blonde the blonde. blonde. Yeah. Amy Poehler's the blonde one. So um, we saw her in... Uh, what do you call that? The Blades one. Blades of Glory. Oh, the blonde you're talking about. Yeah, now. Amy Poehler. Okay. Blades of Glory. We saw her in... Did we see her in Knocked Up? Yes, probably. Can't remember. Um, what else do we see her in? I don't actually know. She's one of those people. She's not anonymous famous. Married okay? to Will Arnett, I believe. I believe you're right. Yeah. She's one of those Which people that I know who she way. is. I know what I've seen her in. I know she's famous famous. She's not anonymous famous. She, but... was, in, she was in Saturday Night Live. Baby Mama. Wild Girls Gone. Is that a new one coming up? Shrek the Third as Snow White Voice. Mm. Blades of Glory as Fairchild Van Waldenberg. Tenacious D movie. SpongeBob SquarePants as Grandma. (laughs) Um, The Simpsons as Gender. She's been in all kinds of comedy. Um... Ron Burgundy, the Lost movie. She was like the the best part of the Lost movie. Yes, she was. She was the bank teller. Yeah, now if... If you are an Anchorman fan, which I am in a big way... Is this your movie recommendation for the week? Dun, dun, dun. Yes. If you want a really good comedy, in my opinion, Anchorman with Will Farrell, It's really brilliant. And if you get the... And isn't, I have it, a, isn't it technically the legend of, of Ron, Ron Burgundy? Anchorman. 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 No, it's Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh, right, but I don't actually own this, but it's worth tracking down if... Say I've got the, um, the Blu-ray version, I believe. No, I've got the HD DVD version of Anchorman. But if you get the DVD version, and it's a very specific DVD version, it's a three-disc set with a bunch of extras. It's really hard to get hold of, and I haven't managed to get it. But it has a, a movie called Wake Up Ron Burgundy, The Lost Movie, and it's a full movie. <laughs> Loosely, it's, on loose terms, it's a movie. But it's a movie made of outtakes from the original movie. So... Basically, the main, the original movie was mostly, uh, what do you call it, improvised. Mm. So they took a lot of the improvised scenes and kind of made up this story, this other story. And Amy Paul is this bank clerk, and it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's just, hilarious. She just freaks out. Like, it's just really funny. But um, it's really hard to get that movie. 
I, I would like. So you a can't copy. get it, and yet you've seen it. Hmm. How mysterious. Uh, I saw it in. Uh, I, saw, <laughs> I saw it on the internet. Maybe it's just in your it's head. Probably it on you- really It's exist. probably on YouTube if they haven't pulled it off there. She was also in Mean Girls. This lady and um, lots of other stuff. She's good. She's good. I, I, there's no denying it. She's not over the top, crazy, crazy, um, like, um, like you were saying, wacky comedy. I think that she's been doing it long enough to where it just suits her, and she's not. She doesn't steal the scene. Neither one of them do. I just think they're she's, they're natural. She's very you sarcastic. Know? They're very natural at it. I think. I mean, I know it's hard work. I just think they they come by it very naturally, and I like. I like the brown-headed one, too. And then the second actress, actress who you refer to as the brown-headed one <laughs> is Tina Fey, and she plays Kate Holbrook, and she's the the main person in the movie. I, I, mm-hmm. You know, she's the story. It's her story. She's also Saturday Night Live. She's also more famous for being in 30 Rock. She's one of the main characters in 30 Never Rock. Never seen it. It's quite funny. It's a bit like The Office. Mm. But it's based in a TV station. It's actually quite funny. I've watched one or two episodes. It's they got that um, improvised feel with no laugh track, you know? So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, she's also in, obviously, Saturday Night Live. And she was also in... She wrote the screenplay for Mean Girls. Oh, right. Which is a pretty good movie, too. Mean Girls. Pretty funny. I yeah, thought. yeah, very. Um, then we've got... Moving on, Greg Kinnear as Rob Ackerman. And what did I say at one point? You really like Greg Kinnear. I said, oh, I love Greg Kinnear. Yeah, and he always reminds... Whenever I see Greg Kinnear, it always reminds me of probably my second movie recommendation for the show. And that's as as good as it gets. You're going to get a little tune every time now. Movie recommendation of the week. As good as it gets, possibly one of the best comedies I've seen. Oh, I completely agree. It's fantastic. And I could watch it over and over and over. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Funnily enough, out of the thousands of DVDs we own, we don't have as good as it gets. (laughs) We need it. All right. Mark that one down on the wish list. Okay, so that's Anchorman and as good as it gets um, for this week's recommendation for yours. from me. Yeah, you haven't actually spewed any out yet. Mine will come up later because we're gonna, you're going to be discussing Okay, so moving on. Greg Kinnear, really good. I liked him in it. He's um, surprisingly never looks any different. Just looks the same. Mm. Uh, Dax Shepard as Carl Loomis. Now, Dax is from Ashton Kutcher's show Punked. Punked. But also a movie, he's been becoming in movies in his own right, because I know I don't know if you like this one or not. I actually kind of liked it, Employee of the Month. Yeah, it was, it was, I thought that one was kind of funny. It had its moments, yeah, definitely. I liked, what I liked about that one was the setting, being in a, mm-hmm. in a Walmart type of, well, a Sam's Club Sam's type Club. of place. Actually, I didn't care that Jessica Simpson was in it. But I, I thought I liked, Dax really stole the show in that I one. thought he was better in that one than this. This was I thought Dax generic. was the best thing in that movie. Better than... Dane Cook. Dane Cook, yeah. Riding the stupid little motorbike. Better than him. I actually thought he stole the show because he was really is over the top, like, flamboyant. Yeah, but it was, he was better guy. in that. This one was very generic. Not much for him to do in this no, one. No, and... I mean, again, they wanted him to be the white, trashy, whatever. I don't know. Some people are probably offended by the white, trash term. But you, everyone knows what it means. So it's not like you have to go look it up. You know what I'm saying. Like, loser guy, always wanting to hit it big with some scheme or scam and, you know, trashy or whatever. But again, he doesn't pull it off in a way that you're convinced that he's either a jerk or that he's really 
really that much of a scumbag. So he just yells a lot and says some funny stuff. And he's not bad. No, but it's just generic. Let's be honest. Real. He's the most generic person in the whole movie. I'm just trying to think. Employee of the month. He, what else he was in that we? Um... Excuse me, but I'll have a, a swig of this lovely uh, beverage. <laughs> I was trying to think what else um, we've seen him in, but um, when I'm looking down the list, there isn't really much. Apart from, you know, Punked and um, The Naked Trucker and T-Bone Show. Mm. Do you remember that? I've heard of it. Yeah, it was not very good. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Sigourney Weaver, who cropped up in Be Kind Rewind a few Correct. W- weeks ago. And now she's back in this one. And kind of one of those croppy-uppy roles as well. It's not a big role, is it? It's just a small thing. Mm. But they um, said in the ex- in the commentary, it was actually written for her. Yeah, interesting. Because what did they say she was? Genius? The, or the great, the great Sigourney Weaver, which Sigourney. I argue with you. And you say, oh yeah, she was great. What? I say, what makes her great? Aliens. Seriously. Because of the movie, not because of her. I mean, come on. Working Girl, really loved her in it. I, I, I like her. I'm not, saying you, I'm not saying you can't Jesus. like her. I'm saying what's so great? Why does she stand out? Because she's been in some of the big, famous movies. Not because she's excellent. Not because she stands above the rest. Because she's Sigourney Weaver. And she became a Sigourney Weaver person, big name, because like, of the movie she was in. Not because Are you she's saying fantastic. that she hasn't been in any important movies? Like, big... No, I didn't say that. I'm saying her movies are big movies, Right. But being in big movies that everybody's seen doesn't make you a fantastic actress. Okay, so I'm not saying she's bad. I'm saying... I'll just say the great Sigourney Weaver was in, was in this one. Uh, and another great Steve Martin as Barry. Yeah. Now, it's a small role, but it's, perf- <laughs> it's perfect Steve Martin. I mean, it's, it's Steve Martin, isn't it, to a T? Um, what I mean is, it's Steve Martin. Uh, you know what? If I had to recommend a Steve Martin movie... And it's not going to be one that you're going to think. Mm, I know what you're going to say. I'll let me predict what you're going to say. All right. What does it begin with? Uh, is it Girl at the Counter or something like that? No, it's Shop Girl. Shop. Uh, I was, that's the one I meant. Um, I, anyway, I'd, I'd recommend that one if I was thinking of a Steve Meyer movie. I know everybody's seen The Jerk and everybody's seen Planes, Trains and... I've never seen that. So not everybody has. No. Planes, Trains and Automobiles? Haven't seen it. Okay, so... But Shop Girl, I really liked it. It was really subtle. It wasn't a comedy, really. I mean, it, it was... I don't know. There's something about that movie. He wrote it. I really liked it. Clearly. He wrote the book, didn't he? And then it got made. Uh, no, he wrote a novella. Yeah. A short novel. Because he, he got ADD. He can't write And I disagree with you that this is a standard Steve Martin role. Because what I think of a Steve Martin standard, old school Steve Martin, is crazy wacky. He wasn't crazy wacky. He was like an aging hippie. A little bit. He was a rich guy who runs a big company. And he's a little bit new agey. And also, also a bit sleazy. A little, a little bit. Yeah, because he, while he stands for all this stuff, he really just wants to make money. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, not overtly. It's not over the top. It's not like the, not like the guy from. Oh, I always forget the name of this movie um, with Dennis Quaid. You know what I'm talking about? The Rod, Roddy McDowell is that his name? Who was in it? As like Roddy the, McDowell, that's the guy from Planet of the Apes. Okay, that's not him then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. But he's the same kind of thing. He's like a rich, but trying to be cool, and but instead he's really just this corporate. You know. I've definitely seen 
something like that before. A character like that in movies, I just can't picture. You know what I'm talking about? The one with Dennis Quaid. I've brought this up before and I always forget and I don't think of it. Oh, you mean in Good Company? Yes. Yeah. Thank that's, you. There's, there's Why another. can't I never... That's a good one. Why can't I ever remember that? You're old and your brain is going. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the director... I'm taking you off the dinner list now. You're, you're a fin for yourself. <laughs> moving on to the director, who is Michael McCullers, who is a first-time director, but he wrote the last two Austin Power movies, the uh, Gold Member and the... That was the last one. And the other one, the middle one. <laughs> is he writing the next one as well? No. Um, he also wrote 20 episodes of Saturday Night Live, so he's one of those. He's in there. Um... He's in there. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's in there. He's a Saturday Night Live person. Right. Um, I can't really say much about him because, no, because I think it's, it's just fairly... It doesn't, it's one of those movies where it's not really a director. Did stand- he write this as well? Because that would make it different to think of him. I yeah. think he did. I don't know. For a fact. It was the spy who shagged me in Goldmember, by the mm. way. Uh, he also wrote Thunderbirds, the 2004 movie that I never saw. Even though I love Thunderbirds, I never actually saw it. The live-action version. I thought we did watch that. Oh, no, we watched the other one. The the something USA. <laughs> Team USA. Team America. Team America. <laughs> You're good with the names today. <laughs> something USA. It's the two, two drinks of beer there. Yeah. Um, he directed Baby Mama. And he wrote Baby Mama. So okay, yeah. so see, to me, that makes a difference because having written it, I think it is put together well except for your editing comments, but I think there's a there's a smoothness about it, like... It's polished. It's that, polished, it? it's polished, but it's not shiny. <laughs> How's that? Are you saying it's like a diamond in the rough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should we put, that should be on the DVD cover. It's what a is, diamond what in is, the rough. Is there a quote on the box? When it's you talk a about picture this? of the two ladies, and it says, "Would you put your eggs?" And then it shows the blonde lady in this basket. I see. Which is kind of interesting. That is yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because and she's drinking a, a big gulp. She doesn't look. That's pretty good. Yeah. She looks mischievous. Yes. So, uh, DVD extras. Now, there's a DVD and there's a Blu-ray, and we watch the Blu-ray. It looks very nice. I must say. I mean. It's not the kind of movie you need on Blu-ray again. It's not no. one of those weeks. Um, but it features not many extras. Um, now, again, Universal have chosen this U-Control thing, which seems to be every Universal disc we wah, look at. Wah, wah. Um, so, basically, your standard featurettes that you would get with the DVD release are inlaid over the movie in a small window. Um and they're just segmented up into the parts of the movie where they belong. Now, they're not in every chapter either, are they? So if you watch the movie through a second time, you're only going to see these periodically. Um, I really don't like this method of doing it. I would like it fine if they could let you watch it full screen, like I said last week. But And we're all right watching it on a 100-and-something-inch screen. So at least the picture-in-picture looks like a 32-inch TV. Yeah, exactly. But if you're watching it on a 32-inch TV, the picture-in-picture part is like a postage stamp. Right, the better way to do it is to have these extras running, and if you actually want to put in people's mind the scenes that you're talking about, then put the scene from the movie in a little picture in the corner. Is it being unrealistic, showing it you on the back here, the picture-in-picture, do you think? No, it's probably right. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. For the size. Yeah. So let's say 25% of the screen? If that. 
Maybe it, no, 20? it's not. It's not even that. That'd be like the whole about corner. twenty, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, and it's all well and good, but it's small. I mean, if I was watching it, I've got Blu-ray capability on my PC. If I was watching it on my PC, even with a twenty-four inch monitor, I think it'd be too. Small. Yeah, and some of them. One of them, we we just kind of picked a couple chapters at random to check it out because, like you said, there aren't an, they are not on every chapter. One of them was, you're watching the scene, the thing pops up, you have to press the button, the director pops up and says, yeah, when we were filming this, my wife had a baby, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes off. And then he disappeared. So you had to go to all that effort to hear him say that. Mm. I just thought that was... I'd rather just... Well, I'd actually... If you universally insist on doing this U-Control all the time, and people are digging it in some way, I can't see why they would. But if they are, I would like it, and then, like I say, the separate list of... Yeah. Featurettes where I don't have to worry about the U control because to me it's like it's too fiddly. I can't be asked with it. Completely, especially if you're actually sitting in a dark room. You've been watching a movie. You've got your remote control or your controller there, whichever you're watching your. And I know Blu-ray, is and you got to fiddle around with it and look down at it. I mean, like one that, of the features of Blu-ray deal. is the interactivity of the disc. Well, to me, I couldn't really care less about how interactivity because interactivity on Blu-ray boils down to pressing remote control buttons, which isn't that interactive anyway. I'd rather just be able to play it, uh, or just let me watch the movie in high quality. Like, like that's fine for me. Yeah, I, it, I don't need all that stuff. Well, they want to justify the fat old price. Yeah. Now, so all you get I mean, on the this fat new price. What you get on this movie is you control picture in picture, which we just mentioned. It's just straight up documentary style stuff yeah, thrown some in. some behind the scenes. Some people like talking heads. They're just talking about making. And then movies. the second. Um, feature is a feature commentary which is also on the dvd and that's kind of fun because it's got the two chicks and the director guy and some other guy who was it i think there were two guys it was lawn michaels right tina fey amy poehler and the director michael right and it's pretty fun because they're funny they make a lot of two girls are very sarcastic and funny i I really you can feel their personality coming through but let me just say a commentary on a DVD or a Blu-ray disc. It's not really an extra anymore. I just expect it. I do too. Like, if there, if it's not on one, I'm always like, oh, why is, it, why is there no commentary? Cause, bastard. Because, I mean, we're making a podcast here. It's not exactly difficult. No, to talk into a microphone. No, that's all they need to do. <laughs> Put the movie on and talk. It takes them an hour and a half. It's, I'm sure they can get... But the one chick, the blonde... As I refer to her as, she never watches her own movies. She no, said. and she said, "I think I'll watch the extras on this DVD." And you said, "Well, you won't be there long because <laughs> yeah, it isn't well, many. <laughs> not going to take long to do that." But um, yeah, how about the DVD version? Does it have the DVD it version has the U control picture in picture stuff, but full screen? Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm saying the, there's enough space on a Blu-ray disc to put those in the small thing and the big thing. So just do that. That's all they need to do. Yeah. Um, the Blu-ray disc, in terms of audio and video is really good I mean it looks just like it does in the movie theater it's um, crisp it's clear better if you've got a nice big screen it's crisp and clear it's what blu-ray disc does it's 1080p music's good good. yeah sounds good yeah it sounds good it's got for a comedy it's got a surprisingly good surround sound thing going on Um, mainly the music because there's a lot of music in this movie even Mm -hmm. though if I said to you what were five tunes in the movie you wouldn't remember but there is it. There's a lot of musical scenes, but it's There's kind some of... David Burns. To tug at you. Yeah, some talking heads <laughs> at the beginning. But it's to uh, tug at your heartstrings a bit towards the end, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's it for extras. Not really... Uh, and it's an interest. The cover's pretty... Well, I like it. It's all right. It's, um, it's got the baby blocks, you know, baby kid blocks at the top and the two chicks and the... It's all right. Yeah, it's... And I'm a, I'm a big hater of cover art. So when I say it's all right... 
that's like a glaring positive yeah. thing. <laughs> so overall, this is out on Tuesday. I would definitely see it. It's, yeah. It's, if it's not a, what happens in Vegas, I would say miss that one. This isn't <laughs> one of those. It's uh, on the opposite scale. Of- Should we have that added to every week? A movie that we don't recommend and a movie that we do? Because that seems cruel but funny. Yeah, did you recommend a movie yet? Not yet. We'll get into it. Oh, it's in the later on. Yeah. Okay, okay, so overall for me, Baby Mama, pleasantly surprised because I was expecting another what happens in Vegas kind of blah. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Really funny. And mainly due to the two ladies who are really good. I'd like to see them again in something else. Not even together. I'd just individually. like even individually. They're really um, fun. They're, they're stand-up comedians at heart, and I think it comes through. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And you would recommend I, it? Yes. So, thanks to Universal for uh, providing us with the uh, Blu-ray. And next week, we've got a huge review. It'll either be next week or the week after, depending on when this uh, comes through the mailbox. But it's don't the, give me their hopes up. Jeez, you just thought you were going. It's going to be huge. Oh, it might not be next it'll, week. Well, a huge in terms of scope, and it'll be it'll be next week. It'll be ninety percent. It'll be next week's review, and it'll be the Blu-ray edition of the Godfather trilogy, the Coppola restoration, because he's gone back and restored it himself over the last five years. The entire thing, so. You've n- I've seen the Godfather movies. <laughs> Do you I won't give I mean? my opinion on them right now. You've not seen the Godfather movies. Not really, Funnily no. enough. Now, you call yourself a movie fan. <laughs> now, I know you're not really into the gangster thing, but you've really got... I mean, I think the Godfather movies are a must-see if you're into film, so it's going to be an interesting... Oh, I'm not movie. poo-pooing them. I'm just saying I've never, you know... I mean, I loved Casino. Uh, Goodfellas, I could take it or leave it. It's not. I don't dislike it. I understand. I get it totally, but I'm not. You know, it's a bit heavy-handed, which I know is the point. I get it, but Scarface. Um, same. It. You know. Yeah. Well, you know what? The Godfather's a lot different to those movies. A lot different. It's a bit more epic and a bit more serious too. Yeah. It's not quite so. Uh, see, Scarface is very exploitive. I would say. Like, okay. Like. Very violent for the Godfather, not so much. It's more of a movie. It's more of a film, you know. Yeah. But um, anyway, have you seen like Coming to Not Coming to America? Is it called Coming to America? Mm-hmm. That's a good one too. That's a good one that I think of. American think... Tale, is it American? I know I which know. one you mean, Robert yeah. De Niro. I think so. Or, or Mean Streets. Have you seen Mean Streets? No. There's plenty of I know. good mafia movies. Um, but The Godfather's the ultimate. So you're saying this is a huge review because people in the world will just be just crazy to know our opinion of these? or because I'm just saying it's a huge review. <laughs> First off, it's a lot of Coppola's movie restored these movies, Are right? we watching these all in one day? Hopefully, yes. Do I need to plan like that kind of dinner and everything so that we're... Yeah. I mean, we're talking long movies, too. I love that. I could watch ten hours of movies. That's not Well, a it's easily ten hours to watch these three. So, you know... Um, what I was getting at was Coppola has restored these. They're on Blu-ray discs for the first time. They're going to look as good as they ever have, I imagine. They're serious movies. I mean, I've not seen them for a while, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Maybe not Godfather 3. But I'm looking forward to seeing them. <laughs> you shouldn't say that, because, you know, I don't know. You're you're tainting my view. Not really. You don't get tainted. I think I've actually seen the last two minutes of Godfather 3, in fact. Have you? 
Interesting. Okay, so that's enough <laughs> of that. Next week could be Godfather 3. And now, Maybe part, that's what I'm basing my whole opinion on. Just the last two minutes of Godfather 3. <laughs> yeah. That would be a bad t- bad <laughs> base on. And, and that was just the credits, right? You saw the credits. <laughs> so moving on to our contest. This is the last week. You can uh, okay. do that one. Sorry. The contest is can to just, win. Can I just mention that I'm really hot? Uh, you are really hot. I know. Oh, you mean. <laughs> I find you very hot. Yes, of course. Turn the fan on. Oh, no, we can't turn the fan on because we're doing a podcast. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> There'll be this <laughs> sound. <laughs> well, we are in a room with two operating computers and two I just flat wanna, monitors that are I just want to say, listeners, <laughs> we really go through the ringer for you guys. Oh, yes. We, we, sit, we sit in this office. I would say it's probably 90 degrees. I disagree, but you can dramatize it if you want. There's two... There's a quad-core computer, and there's a dual-core computer. There's two big LCD monitors. I've got a laptop sat in front of me on. Yeah, they're going to feel like we're, we're really roughing it. You yeah. just described, like, the most pompous way to describe our well, situation. Well, I'm saying, I'm talking to, like... You a, should feel so sorry for us, ta- because we have a quad-core and a dual-core and two flat got panels got a, and an e I've got a huge um, <laughs> graphics card in that thing there that kicks out more heat than the bloody... Again, that's that's so sad for you. I'm sure people I'm are going to just sad. be I'm feeling bad. I'm saying, but... <laughs> Funnily enough, when it's winter and it's freezing in this room, it's not that warm. <laughs> like, it's warm now. Right. When it gets winter, we'll be like, turn the eating on. Yeah. So it doesn't really work that way. Are you done with your pity party? Yeah. I'm sure that the people out there do not feel sorry for us. I've got a wet Okay. Crack. Let me just say that. How am I supposed to go on after that? Because well, that is so younger sexy. Younger tat. That's so sexy. Younger tat. Okay. Young at heart. You can win one of two copies of the DVD or Blu-ray. DVD. DVD. It is a documentary about a group, a singing group of elderly folks who sing modern hits, including punk and rock and roll and stuff like that. This is a documentary kind of following them around. You can win one of two copies of it. If you answer this question correctly and send an email in, the question is, in the movie Crimes of the Heart... Which has nothing to do with this movie. Except the word heart. Sissy Spacek comes down the stairs. She has something tied around her neck and something dangling behind her. What is it? Send the email with that answer to ascully at ascully.com with uh, young at heart in the subject line. Sissy Spacek walking down the stairs in Crimes of the Heart. She has something hanging from her neck. And it's not testicles. <laughs> A pair of Have you had any correct answers? Because you don't even know the correct answer yet. I haven't actually yet. checked. Haven't you don't even checked. know I the I had a lot of wrong answer. answers. I know that. How no, do you I, know they're wrong? Because I asked you and you said they were wrong. Yeah. Like a necklace was one of yeah, them. Yeah, it's not a necklace. It's not a scarf. And it's not testicles. It's not testicles. There's plenty of people who wrote testicles. Hmm, I wonder why. Because <laughs> they, they're clever. Okay, moving on to stuff that's happened in the week and video games. Um... Just want to say I'm still playing Mercenaries 2 on the 360. It's rough around the edges. Yeah, it's fun when you play it on, in co-op with one of your friends. Rough around the edges. Last week it was like the most amazing thing ever. No, I never said that. It's it's pretty rough around the edges. It's got several bugs in it. It's got weird times when you're floating above the ground and you've no idea why. You're really? Like this high off the ground. Uh, you fall through the floor sometimes. It's rough around the edges. The graphics look like they're from the Xbox One. But it is generally fun. Like when you're playing co-op with somebody, the explosions and the actual f- shooting mechanics and everything make up for that. 
So I highly recommend it. Um, I also want to mention Castle Crashers, which is an Xbox Live Arcade game, which is really good. It's a uh, old school 2D beat 'em up, but with new high definition art style. What would you say? Like drawn. It looks drawn like a comic book. Yeah. It's really cool. It's um, got RPG elements. And it's Xbox Live. It's not comic booky like Champagne Wow Pow. It's not that kind of. No, comic you're little game. knights and you're yeah. in medieval times and you're like kind a of colorful. homegrown comic. Yeah, really with colorful. With little doodles and drawings, and I'm not downplaying it because I understand the whole art style of it because I draw myself. I mean, I don't draw myself. I draw also. It's a lot of work and effort to make it look effortless, like the little doodly looking guys and stuff. So yeah. I, I liked watching it for about five and minutes. It's, it's by a bunch of flash. They're Flash animators uh, called the Behemoth who run the site Newgrounds. So if you go to Newgrounds.com and you like the kind of animation you see there, you'll love this game. They also did Alien Hominid a few years ago, which was similar kind of style. Um, Facebreaker by EA is a fighting game on the 360 that I've been playing. It is really, really shallow. There's like four buttons and that's it, like four different punches. You can put your own face in the game. As usual with the putting your own face in the game, it doesn't really look like you when it comes out the no, other side. It was side. funny as hell because you put your face on some on a hot woman's body, body chick and it looked so, no offense, because I love your face, but it looked really horrible because it looked like deformed. It was, it was good. But it was yeah, funny. The, the game's, no, it's, throw, it's a throwaway game. It's uh, not worth your $60. Um, I also want to mention that Rock Band 2 which Rock Band's one of my... I was playing Rock Band this morning. I still play it a year later. Rock Band 2 is out in another week and a half. Uh, They have a new thing on Xbox Live where if you do the update to Rock Band 1, there's like an auto-update, you can import all the songs from Rock Band 1 onto your hard drive. So then when you insert Rock Band 2, all those songs will play in the Rock Band 2 game. So you've got double the amount of songs. Now, however, however, you have to pay for the privilege. Now, and they, they won't all work. Three of the songs don't go across. One of them a Metallica song, and one of them an Iron Maiden song, and I'm not sure what the third one is. But anyway, three of them don't go across. It works. You have to pay 400 Microsoft points, which is about five dollars. And I did it anyway because. I love to use the, all the songs from Rock Band 1 and Rock Band 2, and I'm, I'm looking forward to So then why two. even mention it? If people don't like the $5, then don't pay it. Well, I just wanted to mention it that, yes, you do have to pay $5. If you don't pay the $5, fine, you can play all, put the Rock Band 1 disc in and play all the games, all, the, all the, them songs. It's not like you lose the songs. But if you do put it in and transfer them to your hard drive, and then you get Rock Band 2, you could possibly sell your Rock Band 1 copy and get $25 back or something. 25 Well, easy. You get twenty five for the disc, yeah. Um, it costs sixty for the disc on its own, still. But anyway, Rock Band Two basically, when it's out in two weeks and you've done this import process, you'll just have everything to play with. So you'll be able to play the World Tour in Rock Band Two with over what over one hundred and fifty songs to start with. So nice. Well, it's still the da dong sound whenever you go to the store yes or you're going between songs yeah in fact it's very similar the rock band 2 but they've added new stuff they've added a drum tutorial thing because they didn't last time and it kind of made it a bit they've added hard yeah drums (laughs) are really hard aren't they yeah it was really hard Um, they've added uh, the world tour mode you can now play online which is the big deal for me because I can play with my friends because before you 
either played it with people in your house or you didn't play it at all. So what you're saying is, you were stuck with me, and I didn't always play, so then that was that. Now I can play with my friends. What I'm saying is, that should have always been in there, really. And there's some extra modes. Um, And you don't have to buy all new hardware and stuff for this one? There is new hardware, but no, all the old hardware works. that's good. So they've improved the drums, obviously. You can buy some new drums. The big improvement is they're wireless instead of wired. That's a big improvement for me. I, I, um, the drums don't really matter because you're just sitting there, but a wireless microphone would be fantastic. The microphone's wireless. You can buy them all separate. The wireless guitar, the new wireless guitar has a new feature where it you know, like it has two sets of buttons, one on the top of the neck, one on the mm-hmm. bottom of the neck on the old guitar. Well, now it's like a touch-sensitive thing. It's kind of cool. And you can, to calibrate the guitar with your television, it's got a light sensor in the guitar. You just hold the guitar up to the television and it calibrates the lag between the music and the sound, which you've never had to deal with, but I have to go in and... It sounds like some spacey stuff. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Anyway, all those things are available separately. I think the drums are $80, the guitar's $60, the microphone's $50. Jesus. Because it's wireless. Jesus H. Christ. Or you can buy the Rock Band 2 Special Edition like we did last year, where everything's in the box for $189. The same. So if, you, if you've never got into Rock Band, you're best to buy Rock Band 2 Big Bundle, I think. Because you do need everything. You, you... If you just buy Rock Band 2, then do you get? can you then get all the songs from Rock Band 1 on Xbox Live? Or whatever, in the game, can you go and buy them all or something? No, the ones from Rock Band 1, no, you can't so buy. So you have to you buy have to go and games. get the disc. Yeah, okay. yeah. You could, to be honest, you could rent the Rock Band 1 disc, do the import thing, and then take it back. Oh. I don't think they think... Well, you're still <laughs> paying the $4, the four ninety nine. so... Sure. So you're paying for those... Well, you're not really paying... You get... You, all right, then. You, you should get, it work? Yeah, it does work. You're getting... Um, if you do it that way, you're getting... 80 tracks for 4.99, which you'll, you'll never get anywhere because they're 1.99 each generally. So, Good plan. Yeah, so there you go. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was Spore. Yeah, it came out today. <laughs> You're looking at me. Do you like Spore? Yes. Another one of those things where you said I was going to like it, and I said, I don't know, I'm not really sure. I really like The Sims, but The Sims is very special and specific, and Spore's going to be like whatever. And what happens now? I put it in, and what? I just don't get up. I don't get up for like hours and hours. Like today, just a constant. You could say that you played it all day today. <laughs> like literally, like from the moment. From you the were... time I sit down to play it, the only thing I get up to do, and the only problem with it, like when I get obsessed with a game, which I do with these games, right? Is that I get hungry a lot? I don't know if it's because I'm not moving around. I don't know what it is, but I will sit here and play it. Endlessly. Now, you know, my I won't give a big review or anything. I'll talk about more about it next week when I get a chance. But um, Yeah, I think you'll have been more... You, yeah. you haven't got to the last stage no. yet, so you'll be able to talk better yeah. about it next week. Plus, you know, we yeah. can talk about this one all day, but... Next week I'll give you a I full. will definitely say, you don't... There's not often I see you get hooked on games, <laughs> and I do... You know, I, I'm always playing a game, like every day. Yes, you are. Um, something new or something old. Like today I spent... Two hours playing Rock Band, which is an old game, but I sat, sat, stood playing it on the guitar, plastic guitar. Well, I played Spore. Yeah. Um, so you don't often get into games, but Spore's definitely sucked you in. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think you should talk more about it next week when you've got Fully, to yeah. the end of it. Yeah. I can. I mean, I've already found some things that I'm not. I don't love, but I'm not one of those picky like this whole game sucks because of this or that. I get a little disappointed at moments because I'm a certain kind of 
person, and I don't like certain things, but I'll talk about that. It's got it's really enough fun of things for me. that you do like to keep. You... I think so. We'll see as I go further. Okay. The other thing I, want I to... will say this briefly: if you're a huge Sims fan like I was, and your main objective was building, building, building all the time, this game has a lot of creating that you can do. But that isn't. You do have to follow and push ahead with the game mode itself. You can't break free from that. You can just start over and over and over. Make your creature go in the world, live a little oh, while, a, on, delete, it, on the main over, menu, delete it, start over, delete it, start over. There's a play, create. Yeah. You could just choose the create yeah. and create. Yeah, you could just do that all day long, which I probably will do eventually. Better create if you loads of get vehicles. And yes. Just all your own specialized yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we've seen some very. Interesting ones that are made by people out there. I want to make me. I we've think seen that'd the Dalek, be so funny. We've seen Daleks. We've seen Tardises. We've seen Super Mario. You know things. Enterprise. You can, you can make a lot with this thing. It I seems. think I'll make myself. That'd be hysterical. It would, and it's possible. Yeah, sure. Just need a bit of time, don't you? And it's, it doesn't get into it. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention is uh, I'm using it right now on my Asus EPC right in front of me. Google have just brought out a new browser, so now we have Internet Explorer, Oprah. Isn't uh, that Opera? Well. If you're English, it's I guess it's Oprah. It's not O-P-R-A-H. It's not like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> if you're English, it's Oprah. So, so it, you, you go to the Oprah house? Yes. To hear, oh, no, no. That's Oprah? Yeah. I guess it is if you come from Manchester. It's Oprah. Okay, so you got Firefox, Oprah, and IE. And now you've got Google Chrome, which is an interesting uh, name. Um, it's not going to set the world on fire. It's an, mm-hmm. It's another browser. It's got everything you would expect. It's just Google in a browser, basically. Well, it's a browser. Yeah. um, You're looking at it right now. Yeah. It's tab browsing. It's a very simple interface at the top of the... There's not much screen real estate used. I like that because Firefox comes to about here before the page rendered. Mm. Yeah, on your EPC, I can see how So the EPC has a very... If you don't know what the EPC is, it's a small laptop, like a a paperback book-sized laptop with a very small screen. Um, it works brilliant on... For the on, people who feel sorry for you because you're hot, you have this EPC in addition to all of other computers. Correct. Yes. And I use it for, <laughs> I use it specifically right in front of me when we're doing this show to look up things. Correct. Look up movie stuff. Anyway, so Google's Chrome browser, it's free. It's on google.com slash chrome. You can go and pick a copy up. I find it works really fast and it's quite good for a mobile computer. I, oh. I wouldn't I wouldn't replace Firefox on my desktop. Yeah, I was going to say, it'll take a while for you to find what you don't like about it. If you're just using it for just a simple bit of web browsing, it's fine, but I wouldn't replace it. Firefox is too good for me. I use a lot of plugins for it. And, yeah, me too. Um, and the last thing I wanted to mention is, last week I said that there was a movie I was trying to figure out what it was. It's a Luc Besson Presents movie about parkour, free running. And I said, could anybody out there tell me what it is? And I got a nice email. You did? From... Uh, Rob in Yorkshire in the UK, uh, a fellow. Oh, I'm not a Yorkshireman, but I'm uh, close. I live close <laughs> to Yorkshire. Uh, used to. Um, so he wrote in and he said, "Hi, great show as always. Thanks for your time and trouble. I just jumped out of bed to type the words District B13, the Luc Besson jumping film. I think you were talking about. I hope that's it." Also, props for mentioning Daredevil as a superhero film recommendation. It's one of my faves, and it's up there with The Shadow and The Rocketeer. So there's a couple of good yeah. recommendations. <laughs> I haven't seen The Shadow, but I've seen Rocketeer, which I really loved. I saw that when I was you know, a teenager. So I'll have to see The Shadow, because I like people's recommendations. Uh, he also says, 
Uh, I best get back to bed. Please don't think I use your show as a sleep aid. Thanks again. Toodle Pip, Rob from Yorkshire, an avid listener in the UK. So Very thank nice. you, Rob. And inspired by you, I went on Deep Discount DVD and I bought the two-pack Blu-ray of District B13 and Run Lola Run. And that is my movie recommendation, is Run Lola Run, because it's yeah. really good. Now, I loved it when we first saw it, and it's a long time it's ago. It's been a long time. Since I'm actually first, looking forward to... It's been to, almost 10 years, probably. Yeah, I'm looking... Maybe f- not that long. I'm ago. definitely looking forward to seeing it again, and in high definition, it should be a treat. We'll have a double hitter. A we double. should just make a, re- a, a review of that, separate from all our other... Because that's we should, really good. I'm definitely going to... Once we've seen District B13, we're definitely going to mention it on the podcast. And if you don't know what free running is, did you already say it's from the, you know, the beginning of the new... James Bond movie, Casino Royale, where the guy is running from him and they're they're like bouncing from thing to thing, and the guy just does it real gracefully. That's a real thing. It's a French sport called parkour. Yeah, where you jump from building tops and across. It's just a new way of getting around. And if you in the saw world. the, there was a Nike adverts that yeah. featured it um, a couple of years ago. It's it's just to me, it's fascinating. I just like how it looks. And now we're going to see more. It's about like it. gymnastics on the street. Totally, it's, yes. It's really interesting. With a lot of hazards. It looks really dangerous. <laughs> you don't have a mad under you for that shit. No, anyway, just because I like that, and I've seen it in Casino Royale, and there's a game coming out called Mirror's Edge soon, which is a parkour game. The one that I showed you where it's in a first-person perspective and you said, oh, God, I feel sick. Yes. Even watching the trailer. I'm really interested in that game because it fascinates me. I don't know why. I'll never be able to do it. Maybe that's why, yeah. Yeah, it fascinates me. But So thank you, Rob, for, from the UK for thank uh, letting you, me know. That's lovely to listen as well. That's yeah, and I really, uh, we love getting feedback. So if and you he have a, only heard of, a, of this podcast accidentally. Well, he listens to um, CAG Foreplay, which has uh, we've been mentioned on that. Shipwreck and the Shipwrecks. And I'd written to her one day, just a note, and then she read it and talked about it. And he heard that, and then he went and listened to it. It's just an amazing thing, I think, that. Maybe he's a fan of husband and wife podcast teams. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because we're like Team A Scully and they're Team Shipwreck. Team A Scully. Aww. So uh, that's all my news. We're up to Sid Talks news. Yeah, I'll make it brief though because I know we're running in high on time here. We got a new fridge this week, which is fantastic. I think it's changed my life and I'm not kidding. Another reason for people to go. And what kind of fridge is it, Sid Talk? It is, uh, what's the brand? Kenmore? It's just the, the, the second. Brand, who cares about the brand? Yeah, it's the second of? to the cheapest one they had, right? It's black, which I really love, and it's got the freezer Actually, on the bottom. Let's say this makes a whole difference. We used to have a beige fridge. It was like from the 1970s. <laughs> we think. Probably. Maybe 10 years. It was old. horrible. Early 90s. It was horrible, hence the reason we got rid of it. It wasn't horrible. I mean, it was noisy. It, it didn't look nice in the kitchen, really. Come on. It was very standard. It's generic to me. Oh, like, and, and it even had 1970s Boogie Nights fonts on the ice trays and stuff. Come on. You should love that, though. You I, I kind of... And it made a lot of noise, and it had water in the bottom, and it was just, you know, one of those what, big purchases, time to go. What I was getting at, going from a beige fridge in the corner to a black one, it's interesting how the black one kind of disappears into the... It kind of disappears, and at the same time, it looks... It fills in the space different. I don't know what to say. And that space. I don't mean space. It like definitely looks stupid different. Stupid home decorating shows. I mean, that is a space between the cabinet and the wall. That is a space. And it fills it differently. And having the freezer on the bottom with the fridge on the top, I seriously, every time I open it, it'll probably wear off in time. But I'm just so happy about buying it. So, changed my life. 
in that aspect. But the funny thing is, you can go on my website. I took a few pictures so my mother could see it at SidTalk.com. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure you, nobody's interested. It's just a fridge. If you want to look at the fridge in our house and see how funny it is that we have about ten times more condiments than oh, yeah, that is funny. the only food in the fridge, right, is your water tank, a bottle of wine, my mom's beer, and some yogurt. <laughs> and, there's like, and then in the door, there are like 50 bottles and jars. Of stuff. You so would think why we would, eat. Yeah, exactly. Why do we even need a fridge? Because <laughs> it's like totally empty. But that's really funny. So you can go to my site and look in the art and photo section. Um, and Crock-Pot Cooking. Just, I, I say, I was put a link to this lady. You sent me a link for Crock-Pot re- recipes. And that's what we're having for dinner. And didn't we? We came up the stairs. Oh, yeah. And oh my god, it's like beef and some mushroom gravy and some garlic and onion soup. And I was going to say, next week if we're watching all three Godfather movies in a row, you need to find something that takes ten hours to cook. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Or maybe order something that night, I don't know, sandwiches or something. But crockpot cooking, if you've never done it, I don't care what your life situation is, it's an excellent... If you've got time to throw it in the pot and let it cook, that's, that's what we do a lot of times on these Sundays. Throw something in the crock pot before, and then by the time we're done, we always have dinner. And so I highly recommend it. And I put a link to the crock pot lady on my site as well. So she's the newest link. And I found the crock pot lady from watching Dignation. Exactly. Another another podcast thing. So what's the lady's name? I should find that out um, while we're still talking. But I think it's Nikki crock pot cooking. If you do a search for that on Google, you'll find if you, it. I, actually, you know the way I found it? Because I was watching Dignation on the on the TV screen in the bedroom. And then I and then he said the link, but I was never going to remember it. So I came in here in Google and I typed crock pot cooking Dignation Alex Albrecht. Wow. And that's how I found her. Well, so there you go. Just type crock pot cooking Dignation. You'll find it. Yes. Because it was in this week's yeah, show. Yeah, and it's Nikki. Ki- Nikki's Kitchen or Nikki something. It's actually in Dignation's show notes for this week, so... If you go to Revision 3, you'll find it. If you go to my site, it's also on there. Um, Then I was just going to say quickly, my brother, he's 10 years older than me, had his colonoscopy recently for whatever reason. You You mean mean he had a camera shoved up his ass? (laughs) Yes. To check for, I don't know the full reason, hopefully. Everything was perfect, which of course makes it kind of bittersweet. How can everything be perfect in your ass? Because if you have to go through all of that, and I've had one, you haven't had one, it's very unpleasant. I haven't had one. And when they turn around and go, oh, everything's fine, then you're like, then what were you doing? up in my butt because what was the point then but i'm just saying middle-aged men or aging middle men middle men you know come on just get over your pride and i'm saying this to you too because you always say i'll never do it but someday you need to check stuff and you could do a home colonoscopy (laughs) they did it on the radio the other day live which is really funny well i was just gonna say just (laughs) get your digital camera put it in an old sock (laughs) (laughs) well no ziploc bag yeah, maybe. It, it or a condom. <laughs> no, it has to be clear. Well, so condom's clear. Unless you use black mambas. Where? <laughs> They're not clear. They're like foggy, like white. Well, no. stick off, it topic, in, off topic. Stick a digital camera in a condom, <laughs> shove it up your ass. It'll do the same job. Put it on like 10 minute timer so it takes photos every 10 minutes. <laughs> this is like the home colonoscopy <laughs> kit. Please don't send us any uh, legal documents saying that you did what he said and then of course it didn't go well because we're not responsible. I'm just saying. Men listen to our podcast. Just come on. You know, a finger up the butt to check your whatever and stuff. Just do it. <laughs> no thanks. At the doctor's office. Oh, okay. I thought you might just shove your finger up your ass in the toilet one day. No, if that was the case, I'd offer to do it myself. No, I'm just saying, check your check your stuff, okay? And uh, then I already said my mom's birthday, and that's it. 
You already said, what about Ashley's birthday? Ashley and my mom's birthdays are coming up. Ashley is our niece. It's her birthday. She's okay. th- Tuesday is her she? birthday. I was going to say 38. <laughs> she's, no, not she's not 38. She's about 23, maybe. I think she's 23, probably. Oh, God, she'll be so disappointed if I don't know her exact age. 22 or 23. And your mom is... She just graduated from college. Your mom's 67. Yeah, or 68, maybe. Am I right? No, I don't think she's 68. Um, so, happy birthday. Yes. Uh, and I just want to say our final wrap-up here. And just to... Ra- just to- Sorry, but to show that we're kind of a technical family. For my mother's birthday, she gets a cover for her Zoom. And my niece, for her birthday, she gets money so she can go buy a spore. Correct. So we're all very me. connected. So, did you, uh... Oh. Yeah, are you picking up spore for her? No, I get. I send her money. Okay. So her you'll be able PayPal to play together? Account. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet, but... Oh. <laughs> I haven't gone online and done all that yet. You know what I mean? You can, do you realize you can actually buy spa online? You don't actually have to go to the shop to buy it. No, I have the whole thing. But I haven't done the online thing yet. Well, what I'm saying is, um, for people out there, if you don't want to go out and buy spa, you can go to ea.com. You can purchase it as a download. Wow. $49.99. Would have liked to have known that. Correct. <laughs> but I was just, I'm just saying. Oh. So you can buy it right now. Oh, online. I could have told her to do that then. But, yep. but well, maybe she wants a boxed copy. Yeah. Um, then I just want to remind everybody about our websites, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. We've got podcast, you've got a podcast, Sid Talk, and I, we've got this podcast after the show. Uh, you can get them both on the respective websites, or you can go to iTunes Music Store, Zoom Marketplace. We have an RSS feed on the page. We also have a, on aschoolie.com, a, if you click podcast at the top, uh, you can just go to a page where you can choose all the podcasts mine as well on my site you go to sid talk you pick you click podcast over on the left and they're all there's a link the little player on there for each so one for, for after the show you can now listen to 34 of them and mine there's no description for you just have to listen and uh you can email feedback at aschoolyaschoolyacom like rob did this week or you can email feedback to sid talk at sid talk.com and and that's sid talk with a c c-i-d-t-a-l okay and I just want to say, uh, stay classy, baby mama. <laughs> and I want to say, uh, think for yourself, people. Because seriously, seriously, somebody else will do it for you. Don't let other people tell you what to think. And don't shove a camera up your ass. Please. <laughs> <laughs>